listening to the Always Be Booked Caribbean Cruise and Orlando Vacation Cruise Cast with your host, Tommy Casabona. All aboard and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Always Be Booked Cruise Cast show coming to you not quite live from New York City. I want to thank you so much for taking the time to find, download, and listen to the show as we cover anything and everything relating to cruising. I don't know where you guys been. I mean, it's been a minute, huh? I do, uh, <laughs> I apologize. It's been a wacky run. It's been crazy the last couple of months. Um, what is it about now? Six six weeks since an episode? I, I do have to apologize, and I realize, you know, I'm the type of guy, too, that I listen to, you know, I used to listen to Howard Stern is the one I think of mostly. I stopped listening to him because you just never knew when this guy was going to be on the air. Uh, you know, the only difference between him and me is he does get paid a billion dollars to do his show. And, uh, I do not. And I am, unfortunately, you know, it's going to sound like a bunch of excuses. And at the end of the day, it is, you know, I will sit here and tell you if I absolutely really wanted to try to find time to get this show in, I probably could have. But as I said before, it's not as much doing the show as it is putting together the talking points, the research, the news, the emails and everything like that. So a considerable a considerable amount of prep time does go into it, uh, varying some shows. It's, you know, hour and a half to three hours. Some shows it's half a day or a full day. So, I mean, that's the issue. And it's been crazy. It's just been a little little bit nuts. Uh, we spoke on the last episode, on one of the last episodes, at the end. I kind of filled you guys in on what was happening and how I'm leaving Orlando to come back to New York. And that was official. And uh, that has happened. Orlando is in the rear view. Had a great, great run in Orlando. Really, really enjoyed it. At, uh, actually, it was pretty much just with the doctor ordered because I'll be honest, man, I was kind of at my wit's end here in New York on the first run. And I'm going to be honest with you. I uh, People are asking me, I know my friends and everybody else that I know, because they know me as a fiery guy, especially as a boss and a manager and this and that. They know me as a guy who kind of a little in your face, a little temperamental sometimes. I'm back here. And it is a new day, ladies and gentlemen. And I don't know, they've asking me if I'm taking value, if I've been prescribed volume or something, because I just kind of have a different take on things. I mean, I really, really am looking at things like, you know what, if you can't control it, don't worry about it. I used to be very, very neurotic about the job. And, you know, and it was in a good way to my credit. It was like a reason why I was successful because I really, uh, I put a lot of pressure on myself and in turn the people around me. And sometimes I wasn't always, I would kind of shoot from the hip, maybe uh, manage on emotion sometimes. What I'm going to do is, uh, my idea is I'm going to be more effective, but. Uh, you know, maybe not so much as I guess, you know, over the top in your face and kind of worrying about things that I can't control. That's the key. I'm going to do my best. We're going to do our best here. And I'm not going to worry about things that I can't control. So taking that attitude into where I live right now, I got myself an apartment uh, living in Manhattan where you get the privilege to pay double the price for half the space and uh, none of the amenities that you have in Orlando. But I really couldn't be happier. It's so weird to be back at home and have something going on every night. Uh, I kind of sucked it up socially for a little while while I was in Orlando. And surprisingly, I was fine with that when I was there. I did kind of like, you know, stay to myself. And I wasn't out there trying to mix and mingle with my staff. Or I wasn't trying to hit the town at night. There was plenty of things to do. There was plenty of opportunity. But I just really kind of 
put myself in the mode where I was going to kind of go the lone cowboy route. I was I was fine with it and I enjoyed it for to some degree. But quite honestly, having tons of friends here and family at my disposal and all of New York City's, I don't know, events, activities, bars, restaurants, all the energy to navigate through, I have to say, being back here, it's been very, very good for the soul. Where I live, I said I decided to say screw it. Usually I try to take a little bit of a um, budget route and uh, go the Astoria, Queens route when, I, when I'm in New York. And that's where I've lived for a while in New York. But uh, I decided this time, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna move directly into Manhattan, and that's what I did this time. And really, 31st and Second Avenue, 31st Street and Second Avenue, walking distance to pretty much, you know, so much that New York City has to offer. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. I mean, like I said, you're taking on more of the rent, but you know, transportation to from Astoria can be tough. You're not waiting for a subway at four in the morning. You know what I'm saying? So. I don't know. I don't know what my allocation of cabs were, but I think I'm paying a few hundred dollars more in rent, but I think I could kind of save that uh, in cab fare and transportation. So, again, in the first night back, it was crazy because, you know, uh, you walk in, and I really I do love my apartment. It's just it's New York City. It's small. And uh, you go upstairs, and you see it, and it's, like, beautiful. as a brick, exposed brick and everything, you know, but things are old here. I think this building was built sometime in 1904 and that's just like i said it's pretty standard especially for this prime of location you're not going to be able to be in a palace but uh there is no central ac that's i mean that's fairly standard in new york city and in some of these old walk-up buildings you're not going to get central ac but very oftentimes there is a uh, wall unit or a window unit that's in there and my landlord when i signed the papers i was like he was like, uh, you know, I'm not sure if the AC up there works. If it doesn't, just let me know, and uh, you know, we'll have you'll have to get it. You'll have to get your own, but you know, the installation because it has to be. Sorry about that. It has to be professionally installed these days. Like they can't, you can't just stick it out of your window, I guess, because I don't know, a, a wave of <laughs> ACs falling out of windows is a is a real thing here. So I get up to the uh, apartment, go inside, and uh, there is no AC, none. So. It is September 24th. When I moved here, it was September 5th, and boy, it is still hot. It was still hot, and my MO was to try to avoid the AC situation and try to not have to get one. Why? Because, yeah, not only do you have to spend a couple hundred dollars for something decent, you also have to freaking carry it up three flights of stairs So I and, and pay for the installation. You have to have it professionally done. So I was like, you know what? Let me just wait it out. And it hasn't been bad. So my first night back, you know, I'm used to the palm trees. I'm used to my pool. I'm used to my walking to my gym and the cabanas on my, uh, you know, my pool deck in, in Orlando. Everything's sunny, palm trees, but... You come to everybody's nice. Everybody talks to you. That was the first thing too, man. You go come back to New York, and I'm just realizing all right, there's no AC. I can't get through one night without a fan. So it's already late, but I gotta go on a hunt and a search for a fan. So you know, it is the city that never sleeps. But my luck, I'm walking around, and all the Dwayne Reeds, which is like the version of Walgreens or CVS or whatever that uh you know that we have down here. None of them had ACs uh, up here, I should say. None of them had none of them had fans. So I'm walking around and I'm getting frustrated now. I'm hot. Uh, I'm just off the road. 
I'm walking around New York City, you know, all these people, you know, whether they, I don't know if they're homeless, what are they people, everybody wants to, yo, yo, could I ask you a question, yo, you know they want money, uh, you, and, and anybody that's, uh, that is normal, they, it's like Orlando, everybody says hi, hey, how you doing, you know, everybody kind of gives a nod, or at least, you know, it's, it's a friendly place, everybody else is walking around, it's just, there's smells everywhere, and I just wasn't, I, I was just like, ah, oh, man, I'm back, huh, this, this, this kind of sucks, <laughs> What I'm going to say is it was a little bit of an adjustment period. That night I went to bed. I'm like, all right, stay calm. I managed my mood. I'm texting people, my friends that live here. Like, why do you live here? Why do people live here? You know, it's just is what it is. But I got the fan. I got settled in. Started with the job. Reinvigorated. And honestly, I'm in a pretty good place, to be honest with you. I really, really like it. And I, I damn well better be because I haven't had a day off. You know what I'm saying? Uh it's it's legitimately been since I got back into town. I've been working every single day. Uh, what it hasn't been good for in just this whole move is the Always Be Booked Cruise podcast. I definitely missed you guys. I definitely missed, and forgive me if I'm a little rusty on this first broadcast back, but it is what it is. I definitely missed you guys, and apparently some of you missed me. Sherry from Cruise Tips TV, big shout out to her. Uh, she mentioned that someone asked about me and was actually concerned on one of her uh, broadcasts, and that was really flattering. But, yeah, we are all good. Um, it's crazy because I drove here and got in on the 5th. Uh, like I said, since that day, I've worked every single day. Normally, I would take Sundays off, but we have at the bar I work at. Uh, it is, uh, it's called the Irish Exit, and we have the number one Pittsburgh Steelers game watch party in all of New York City. Uh it's a re- it's a location I'm actually returning to. I was the opening general manager at this place, and uh, it was in 2010 we opened the Irish Exit. I had just gotten back into town then after running two places in Pittsburgh for three years that were located right outside Heinz Field. That's where the Steelers play. If you don't, you know, if you're not a football person, uh, I made a bunch of connections there, and I really got a feel for the nuances that go on out there. And Pittsburgh's a very, very unique place. There's really no way to describe the energy and the people and how important their football team and their sports are to them. And uh, if there's one thing I know about New York City, you know, there is a ton of people here. Every single college and pro sports team pretty much has a bar that speaks for them. Since New York City has 8 million people in it and is pretty much the capital of the world, for so many industries, people move here from all over the place. Enough people that bars can fill up with people who just want to get a little bit of a slice of home. You know, you have your giant, you know, Giants bar. Every bar is pretty much a Giants bar because it's New York or whatever, but, you know, you also have your Cincinnati Bengals bar. A whole bunch of people living in New York that are from Cincinnati go to that bar. So when I moved back from Pittsburgh, uh, I knew we had a database of 50,000 people in just our corporate email list. So what I did was I extracted all the 412 or Pittsburgh area codes. I invited them down to the Irish exit for a true Steeler game day experience, which I can provide for them because I got a feel for the nuances of the city. And, uh, it kind of worked out. Seven years later, here I am back, and uh, right now it is by far the number one Steeler bar in the city. So we're settled back in, starting to get into the routine. And you guys know, or maybe you don't you don't know, it is, as of tomorrow, officially cruise week in the USA. That's right. I am headed to Miami, and that is going to be for Friday. We'll get the... Uh, We'll get into South Beach. Uh, we got the three horsemen going again with Stu and Chris, these two wacky guys. See, this is uh, 
I'll let you guys behind the curtain a little bit for this one. We have Stu, right? I'm going to describe these two personalities here. You have Stu, who is a fitness guy. He's a metrosexual guy. He's a, you know, fairly refined type of guy. He's, you know, like anybody else, likes to go out, likes to have a good time. He's not over the top like an uptight guy per se, but... He's a little bit more, I guess, disciplined, and, you know, when he's, you know, when we're talking a couple of pockets, he's the one who's kind of like, you know, he's, he's, he's smooth, he's smooth, he's, he likes to, uh, what, what's the word, he likes to keep it together, uh, you know, and then you have Chris, uh, my buddy Chris is an absolute freaking madman, and he likes to get drunk, and he likes to run around the ship, and within the first two or three days of the ship, he's already done five or six different costume changes, Everybody knows who he is. Everybody knows his catchphrases. The issue is, is these two people, while good friends, while we're out and, you know, we're walking around and we're handing, they can't get it together when they're on a ship. Stu runs like the wind from Chris, and Chris is just unrelenting with his just debaucherous take on things. He will... Absolutely. If we were on Carnival, he hits the drink limit every single time. He has a marking on his forearm. He he basically like he's in prison counting the days and marks off each cocktail he has. And every single night he has like 15 magic marker marks in his forearm to make sure he always knows and reminds himself how many he has left before he finds 15, which is the limit for Carnival. Good news for him, bad news for Stu, is that uh, Norwegian does not have a limit on their cocktails. So we are going on the uh, Norwegian Escape this Friday. That's going to be an interesting thing. And I try to just, and I'm in the middle. You know what I mean? I'm a freaking nut job. But at the same time, I don't always, I have an on and off switch. I don't always like to be on all the time. I do go on cruises to relax while I am a nut job in certain ways. And you guys have heard a lot of the stories. I don't like to completely embarrass myself for the seven days straight i'll have my moments though that's for damn sure so i try to i'm it's going to be interesting i'm going to try to kind of manage that and kind of keep things together i know when chris has that look in his eyes i got to get him away from Stu. when Stu's having that thing where he's like trying to like you know lay on the sun deck and be cool and make sure that you know he's you know i guess putting his best foot forward for the ladies, and uh, I gotta, you know, make sure that these two guys are separated. You know, it's just, it's just how it is, and uh, I'm sure it'll be fine. You know, we've, you know, this is interesting too. Uh, since I moved to New York, I had, you know, you guys have heard me talk about the back-to-back cruise situation, where I was planning on going with Chris on a four-day Carnival Victory sailing that leaves actually Tuesday, and uh, we get back. Friday, and we have Friday night in Miami, and then I'd be getting on the escape. I did have to nix that, you know, taking on the new job. I did work it out with the boss that I will be going on this cruise, but, you know, the back-to-back, I had to kind of eat that a little bit and understand that it's a little bit much when you're just trying to start out. We're taking on a new uh, project. So we have a a girlfriend of ours named Hannah, and she is going to be going on the first cruise with Chris now. It is my hope that Hannah and Chris have an absolutely out-of-control crazy time so that maybe Chris is a little, I don't know, how would you say, a little tired out, and maybe, I'm not counting on this, by the way, (laughs) that he's maybe a little bit, he got it in, and that's what I was going to try to do if I was going on the cruise, I was going to try to just, all right, Chris, let's have at it, let's go off, let's hit, let's, let's go, you know, balls to the wall, uh, but, uh, 
No such luck with me going on that cruise. Hopefully, and him and Hannah will do that. And maybe he'll be uh, a little, you know, maybe the edge will be taken a little bit off when uh, by the time he gets on our cruise. But, you know, if you saw some of the Instagrams, you know, I don't know if you guys saw or not, but we ordered about 15 plates of room service on the Carnival ship, and we were all hungry. We were eating. But Chris gets in his underwear, literally just in his underwear, and me too. We're doing three-point stance, NFL, like sprints through the hallways. And then the room service comes, and Chris jumps on the cart, and bless this carnival woman, this room service, uh, I guess, server, she's pushing Chris in his full-on underwear through the hallway in his cart, and you can check out the Always Be Booked Instagram for that. Uh, It was a pretty funny scene. Stu is rolling his eyes, and in a nightmare situation, he's like, "Uh, kill me now. But I was kind of into it. I thought it was fun. Stu, we got to lighten Stu up a little bit. I'm not going to be the first. Both guys need to compromise just a little bit. But it is the Norwegian Escape. It is seven days out of Miami, stopping at Cozumel, Costa Maya, uh, Roatan, Honduras, and Harvest K, which is Norwegian's new, what would you call it, private island off the coast of Belize. So we really uh, haven't done so much prep for this. I think the one thing we know we're going to do is hit up that water park in uh, Costa Maya. There's really not a whole lot to do in Costa Maya. Uh, I am hell-bent on going to a cenote. Chris kind of wants to go back to Mr. Sancho's. I don't think you go to Mr. Sancho's, right? You have that. In Harvest K. Harvest K is like a resort style thing where everything's kind of like already Norwegianed out and it's a little bit of a beach break day, a resort day. You know, we don't have to go to Mr. Sancho's. I would prefer to go into a cenote or maybe see some ruins. I am hell bent on going back to the mainland. Did you guys hear about the uh, warning that was going on? The people were saying that uh, there was some gang violence in. Mexico and near Cancun and, you know, that area, Playa del Carmen, all that area was kind of on some list of travel advisory towards uh, people that are, you know, heading to Mexico. Listen, I don't know. You live once. Uh, I'm going to hope I don't get trapped in any crossfire. <laughs> But I'm not going to let it change what I do on my vacation. I'm going to stay aware. I'm going to do the best I can to, you know, have the head on the swivel. I'm not necessarily going to embrace conversations with people I don't know. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to have my sneakers on ready to run (laughs) whenever it goes down. But, uh, you know, who knows? We'll see what happens. So that's so Costa Maya as of right now is the water park. I'm pushing for the cenote trip or the Mayan ruins, uh, maybe in uh, you know Tulum in in Mexico. I've done Cozumel three times now. I haven't done the mainland yet, and I definitely want to do that. Harvest K is what it is. It's Belize. It's uh, it's just the the one island you stay on. Although they did say that there was a tubing through a cave in and around that area on one of the excursions, and that sounded interesting to me. I'm going to look into that. If I don't get to do the cenote. In Mexico, I'm definitely going to do that tubing because I'm not, like I said, over and over. I'm not the biggest, you know, beach guy. I'm not the biggest resort layout and do nothing guy. I do, I, I do have the, um, you know, the skin tone of an albino. So I'm not necessarily looking to just lay around. Stu can't get enough, man. Stu is that guy. He will lay in the sun. Tanning is important to Stu, and he will say, "I have to go tan. I have to go tan." I'm like Stu. I mean, ugh, yeah, ha, ha, all right. Go ahead, go tan. He's got to get his perfect, you know, fruit drink and this and that. This is, you know, you get the feel for where, where I'm. He's just the, the metro type of guy, which is fine. Uh, he's a girl magnet. The girls love him. He, uh, you know, definitely, 
definitely brings him in, and we usually have a nice time. It's just him, him and Chris ideally do the same thing. They have, I guess, different ways to the same means. Uh, so then what else in Rotan? I don't know. I want a shot glass from Rotan. That's it. I heard there's a big, huge, nice zip line right off the ship. Maybe I'll do that. I'll certainly walk around a little bit. It's not a tender port, right? I don't think it's a tender port. If it's a tender, I may not even get off the ship. But uh, I do have that shot glass collection that I'm trying to continue to grow. So it's possible. I mean, I will probably get off the ship, but I don't know. I don't have too many expectations with Rotan and uh, um, in Honduras, but... You know, and also the fact that it's the Norwegian Escape. You know, I've been on the Oasis, and that's by far the biggest ship I've ever been on. But besides that, it will be the Norwegian Escape, and there's tons and tons of stuff to do, which we're going to get to later in the show about the Norwegian Escape. But, uh, you know, that might be a day where it's best to just stick around and experience some of the many, many, many things the ship has to offer. So, yeah. We're going to have a night in South Beach. Now, I don't want to repeat the last time. The last time me, Stu, and Chris went on a cruise, we had a night in West Palm Beach. And when I tell you we had a night in West Palm Beach, we were committed to going to the gym in the morning before the before the trip. And, and honestly, I'm not that guy. We're not that guys. I'm not. Uh, by the way, you guys, I don't know who's following or gives a crap about the weight loss situation. Uh, you guys know I started at 265. And the goal, if you heard the press conference, was 229. Let's just say it's going to be close. I'll tell you this. I got off to a bad start that first week. That screwed everything up. But then I came back strong, and I felt good about how I was doing with the weight loss. But then this move happened. And I'll say the first five to six days of the move was very stressful. It was very busy. I had a lot going on. Uh, the mental place where it was, you know, you're not, not, not like depressed, but just like I'm, I'm usually an all or nothing guy. I mean, I'm either feeling good, lifting weights, running on the treadmill and eating perfectly or um, eating like crap and doing none of the above. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm either in or out. So with kind of like trying to get acclimated with the job, I really didn't have time to go to the gym, doing 12-hour days at work, and I just couldn't get there. So I was kind of eating, and I felt – and I didn't have a gym membership. So I just came back to the city and didn't have a gym membership yet. So I wasn't in my rhythm. And I thought the five, six days of me getting thrown off track was a sign of me like, uh-oh, the wheels are going to fall off, and you're going to enter this cruise ship. You know, they're going to get on this cruise ship at 240, 245. But apparently – still freaking hot here in New York, by the way. And I'm running around, working hard. I wasn't necessarily as off the rails as I thought I was. When I finally got my gym membership and my scale, I got on it and I was pleased. And I was like, we're still in the game here. So we will see. You know, we're very, we, we, we got a, let's just say we got a shot at the 229. If you heard at the press conference, you know, the people in the audience all laughed when I said 229. And the uh, press was very... <laughs> You guys know I was kidding with that, but uh, I, I, let's just say we have a shot at it. We have a shot at it, and you know you'll uh, we'll, we'll figure it out. I really want to go. I'll feel really good if I get on that ship at two twenty nine. Um, what else? So the Friday, so in West Palm, yeah. So when we went to West Palm, 
we basically we're just committed like yeah let's go to the gym in the morning before we get on the ship we'll feel good all day you know not necessarily we're not those meatheads and i was in the gym today and if you ever want to see the meatheads go to the gym on a sunday night people who are that committed to going to a gym on a sunday night that's your freaking your meathead your meat biscuit freaking people screaming they can't lift weights without screaming they got dumbbells in their hand and they're pumping iron and they got to drop 150 pound dumbbells on the floor the whole ground shakes they're sweating there's people that walk around these gyms i mean uh, they 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 actually really think that it's like an appearance like they're walking like like they're on a red carpet or something they walk in you could see the swagger they have you could see the freaking shoulders popped out the chest out and they actually think that i'm gonna walk you could tell i'm gonna walk into this gym and everybody's gonna notice me i'm like what dude what are you doing Will you take? Will you take it easy? You're the New York Sports Club. You're not trying out for the freaking Cincinnati Bengals. You're not trying out for the Jets. Just enjoy your workout and uh, feel good. Have your juice. Drink your protein shake and then go home. You know, but it is what it is. This is what these people do. So we decided we were gonna just gonna get some cardio in in the morning. Get the blood going. Start off the cruise right, and we were committed to that. The problem is, is that we got so annihilated. The night before. And basically that was day one of the cruise. And that was in West Palm. And we woke up at about 9 a.m. Because we were out till 5. West Palm for some reason. I could never get out of West Palm without having a debaucherous night. It always ends at the strip club. And not because of the strippers. It's just these places stay open at 5 in the morning. And just the in the biz, in the restaurant, bar business places. That, that's the after hours. There's strippers walking around there pissed off because nobody's even paying attention to them. We're just It's just the place to go after work and, uh, you know, where they go after work. And that's what I did when I lived there. And you go and drink. And that's what we did. So it was like 5 in the morning. We get home. We find a way to wake up. And uh, we go to the gym, and I'm not. I'm going to tell you right now, we were not sober at this gym. We're on the treadmill, we're on the ellipticals, and we're you know running a little bit. And yes, we are still buzzed up. By the end of the workout, we had a little quick continental breakfast, and by the time we clearly got on the road, we were good. But there was definitely a little bit of a buzz waking up, and uh, that's another insight of just the oil and vinegar. Is that no, no, no? It's not oil and vinegar, is it? It's it's oil and water. Stu and Chris are because. I'm chill too. Like when it comes to getting there, like Stu is just. Oh, I was like, "What is your? What is wrong with you?" We're driving from West Palm to Miami, which is about an hour and fifteen minutes, hour and twenty minutes, and we're just loving it. You know, me and Chris are playing pit bull. We're having a time of our lives, and Chris has already changed into his first outfit, which is Stitch. From whatever it is, I don't even know these characters that he is, but he's Stitch, and yeah, he does. They, they, I guess it gets a little old, but at first, people, they girls, they want to hug him. They like he's in like basically a furry, which is I guess I guess that that end of it is kind of creepy, but whatever. But you know, uh, Chris has to make a couple of stops and take out some money, and Stu is just having a heart attack. It's like one fifteen, and he's like, "We're gonna miss this ship. What are we stopping for? Why are you?" Bro- like, Stu, chill out. We're going to be on this ship by 2 o'clock. He's like, there's no way. I'm like, you got to relax. And he was legitimately sent off into a bad mood. He was just, like, not speaking because he was just like, why aren't these people? Where is the sense of urgency? 
How many cruises have I been on? Dude, like, what are you doing? You're going to hurry up and wait. You're going to go there. You're going to stand in line. It worked out perfect. We got there at 2.15, and curb to ship was probably less than 15 minutes. It was beautiful. And, you know, the only reason we had to stop is because freaking Chris is in a freaking stitch outfit, and people are trying to take pictures with him the whole way. So, I don't know. We got to get Stu to loosen up just a little bit. I'm going to work on that, but I don't know. No promises. So, but this time, we're going to South Beach. This time, we got a hotel. We got the Avalon Hotel uh, on Ocean Drive in South Beach. We will have a night out, and I am committed to not getting crazy. The lovely Miss Kay is, you know, still in West Palm, so she is uh, slated to meet us out in uh, South Beach, so that's going to be fun. She'll be hanging out with us that night. Um, I got a couple of friends down there, and uh, hopefully we can make some moves. My buddy actually runs Live at the Fountain Blue, so maybe we'll uh, do some bottle popping again. Nice and easy. I really, really do not want to get off to a hungover start for this cruise. So we're going to, you know, unlike West Palm, we're going to take that, you know, what we did, take that mistake and not try to make it again. I don't mind making mistakes. I just try not to repeat the mistakes. But we are all pumped up for this cruise. And, uh, man, it's the week of already. So first three weeks at work are in the books. Almost four. It's going to be four weeks. Uh, You know, that was kind of like a little bit of my observation period. And uh, I'm going to digest a lot of that stuff. We're going to go on this cruise, and I'm going to come back to work swinging. But we don't have a big news day per se, you know, but we have a couple of stories that we wanted to uh, share with you. So let's get into a little cruise news right now. All right, a lot has happened since I've been gone, and probably the most notable thing and the most, I mean, just just the thing with dealing with the most gravity is these hurricanes. And uh, I just can't. It's hard to put into words like how awful this is. Uh, It's just been a historic year for storms in the Caribbean. We're talking people that have just taken on unimaginable damage. St. Martin, Tortola, St. Thomas, Grand Turk, Dominica, Puerto Rico, and many, many others. It's just I've almost, and this is bad to say, the show is supposed to be lighthearted. It's supposed to be a fun show. So I wasn't necessarily... Uh, I don't know, what would you say? I wasn't so bothered by the fact that this little hiatus came while all that devastation was going on because, you know what, I don't want to do a serious show. I don't want to do a hard-hitting show. I want to do a fun show. And to be honest with you, that little run there, it wasn't that fun. So, honestly, I I would prefer, I'm almost happy that I wasn't around for that because, you know what, there's other people. You know, you have other people that are giving you the information on that. You have news-type shows and you have People that are more qualified and more informed about the details of that stuff, you know, like Doug and Cruise Radio and stuff like that, that should handle that type of thing. You know, my my thing is more of like the relief side of it, you know, whatever it is, you know, your escape from all that stuff. But I do want to say a few things about it. I don't want to sound like a moral snob because I certainly am not a moral snob, but uh, I mean, I'm not overly moral, you know, <laughs> but to really i saw some stuff online and i hear people talking in some forums and stuff like that to really be pissed or bothered uh by the inconvenience of having to sail a different itinerary because of the hurricanes and you feeling entitled to be able to you know be pissed off about that in any type of way and blame cruise lines i want to be honest with you you're, you're a you're a special kind of asshole uh can you imagine being a native of one of those places you're literally getting battered down by mother nature during the storm there is just 
water everywhere, violent wind coming from every direction. Did you see some of that footage? The, some of those noises that the wind would make, like, like horrifying, like this ungodly sound that you've never heard before. And that was just violent wind. And uh, it, it almost it almost personified the storm. It almost gave it like a, it was almost like a howling or like it was almost gave life to it. It just was very, very eerie. It sounded like something that was coming to kill you. You know what I mean? And uh, now let's just say you survived the storm itself. What the hell are you left with? Not only do you have to completely rebuild, but the double whammy is that tourism is the biggest part, if you know, if not one of the biggest, if not the biggest part of most of the economies of most of the places in that part of the world. So you get battered by the storm itself. You're given the unimaginable chore of having to completely rebuild from scratch, and you have to do it with your greatest economic resource completely taken from you. And we're going to start bitching about, oh, you know what, Uh, that's BS that I can't go here. Or, you know, why can't they get these places ready? I need to go to St. Thomas. No, I felt nothing but just sadness when I saw some of those videos and stuff like that. When when you looked at some of those helicopter shots of St. Martin and St. Thomas and just checking out like, you know, I mean, not, not not that I feel bad that I can't go to Sunset's Bar on Maho Beach, but just... Looking at where we were just there a couple of months ago, and it was just this bustling paradise, beautiful. And then you look at it now, and it is just a shell. It's just the skeleton of that bar is remaining. And the whole shoreline is, I mean, the the, the water line comes right up to that road right before the airport. And there is no beach there. I don't know. Do they fix that? Do they bring in some sand, or does it recede eventually? Do they, you know, what what happens? Do they? Uh, can, can you come back from that? If so, not for a very very long time. And it just shows you how you know not to get you know too deep here, but how little in control we are. You know what I'm saying? Think about that. Think about them spending the next nine months, ten months, year and a half, whatever it takes to slowly get their way back to get their feet under them. And these place opens back up again and that place opens back up again. Power is restored here. Power is restored there. Who's to say they're not going to get hammered again? You know what I mean? It's just a very, very sobering, sobering reality in knowing that we are just at the mercy of Mother Nature and you know, I'm not an overly religious person. I, I, I kind of sometimes feel like I should be more religious than I really am. Uh, but, you know, thoughts, prayers, whatever, to all the people that are dealing with that. And what I was trying to do, what I want to do is find a solid charity that I could recommend to you where you can trust that most of your money was going to be donated and the funds were going to be allocated to the right places and they're going to get to the people who need it most. Uh, After doing a little bit of research, I did find a couple. Uh, And again, this is just a list that I looked looked up. Uh, You may have a list of your own. You may have a couple of leads on something that might be a little bit more closer to your heart and that you trust a little bit more, but if you don't, if you're looking for uh, some places, the government of Dominica set up the Dominica uh, Hurricane Relief Fund, and you could search that, and they are collecting money to provide food, clothing, and housing. Also, the British Virgin Islands launched the BVI Recovery Fund. That will do exactly the same, but for the BVI. Uh, the Virgin Group, founded by Richard Branson, you know, the Virgin Records and all that stuff. They're actually coming out with some cruise ships coming up. They launched the Disaster Recovery Marshall Plan for the British Virgin Islands, where 100% of the proceeds will go towards a range of community needs. 
Uh, also, Adopt a Family is accepting care packages for families of the U.S. Virgin Islands. And uh, on a more high-profile note, this was interesting. I don't know if you guys are fans of country music at all or just music in general. Kenny Chesney, uh, he is a you know well-known recording artist. He has a home on St. John in the USVI, and it is said to be completely gone. He first went to the Virgin Islands maybe about 20 years ago, and it actually changed his life. He just really started, I mean, his musical direction, everything. He just started singing about just where he was, and I kind of get it. You know what I mean? The first time I went to those places, too, I it's like, damn, I, I got to, this has to be a part of my life on a regular basis. This is definitely not a one and done. While it does absolutely blow for him to lose his house, he is a multimillionaire with several homes and uh, won't be anywhere as close to affected as many of the struggling residences on that island. So in effort to do his part, he started a charity called uh, Love for Love City. And uh, Love City is the nickname of St. John. You know, the U.S. Virgin Islands, I don't know how they acquired them, but they have a couple of nicknames for the larger islands. You have St. John, which is Love City. Uh, St. Thomas is known as Rock City. And uh, St. Croix is known as Twin City. So they have that cool little nicknames. But anyway, uh, Love for Love City was created to try to get food, clothing, medical supplies, and all sorts of necessities to the entire United States Virgin Islands. In some sort of a quote, he just, I'm paraphrasing here, but he alludes to the fact that uh, heading up this sort of thing is a little, it was a little overwhelming for him. Definitely learned a lot. It was a learning experience because, you know, he's not necessarily, it's not his profession. He's a recording artist, but, and he hadn't done this before, but he wanted to have a personal touch on it. He wanted to get knee deep in it. And uh, he isn't an expert on how to effectively run charities, but it does sound like his intentions are 1,000% genuine. And with the combination of, combination of his notoriety, and maybe some smart people that he surrounded himself with, uh, I believe that a great deal will be accomplished from that. So check out any of those chat- charities if you don't already have some place that you know where you want to send your money to. Um, all right, moving on. So the Carnival Fantasy Class is playing a little bit of musical ships these days. The Elation was slated to go to Dry Dock for a month in Grand Bahama, but... Uh, Because of Hurricane Irma, the plans had to change. The Carnival Fascination had been sailing out of San Juan, Puerto Rico, but many of those sailings had been canceled. So the Fascination is available and will cover for the elation until her dry dock renovations are completed. Not that there is any huge difference between the two ships, but Carnival, nonetheless, is throwing in $50 in onboard credit to each guest just because, I guess, you, you for whatever reason, you're not going to be on the ship you thought you were going to be on. Even though, like I said, it is the same class of ships, the uh, you know the legendary fantasy class of ships. The dry dock is set to be completed in a couple of days, so things should, uh, you know, hopefully be returning to normal for the uh, elation. You know what I mean? But who the hell knows? Information is still coming in about Puerto Rico, and uh, again, all we can do is send them our thoughts and prayers, and you know, like I said, to any of the above charities i just named also our monetary assistance as well all right moving on you guys know that i love theme cruises and this one seems really really interesting to me it's called the ship hop 90s cruise this thing honestly sounds awesome it's hosted by acts like vanilla ice salt and pepper coolio you know i actually know vanilla ice (laughs) Not that that's on topic or anything, but our company, like I said, I just work for a very large bar, restaurant, nightclub company, and uh, many of our grand openings I would be involved with, and we would always get 
Vanilla Ice in, and in case you didn't know his name, is Robert Van Winkle. And uh, just got to be friendly with him. Just, you know, you see him over and over again. You know, he sees me over and over again. And, you know, we uh, ended up, you know, he comes into a town and he's looking for familiarity. He's looking for somebody, you know, because he's, he's traveling around a lot. And he's like, oh, that guy, I know that guy. Let's go. So he would always just come over, give me a pound, and we'd kind of hang out a little bit. We'd laugh and this and that. And we, you know, I'm not going to say, you know, we have him on, I don't have him on speed dial. But, you know, if Vanilla Ice walked into you know, the room right now, he'd know who I was, and, you know, that's kind of cool, right? Vanilla Ice, Ice Ice Baby. Maybe not. <laughs> the video sizzle reel for the cruise starts out, it's kind of funny. The girl is saying, oh, my God, Becky, look at that boat. <laughs> it's kind of cheesy, but I kind of got a little bit of a kick at it. It's going to run from January 11th to the 15th, and, of course, there will be a ton of 90s-themed parties and events where you will be encouraged to dress the part. You know what's funny about pop culture? I don't know if you guys think this. I just think a lot, a lot of weird stuff. Maybe, you know, who knows why. But um, what's weird about, like, pop culture and fashion-related themes of each decade, you know what I mean? The 60s is all the flower child and, like, you know, the... Uh, what, what, what is it? The 70s is the bell bottoms. 80s is the hairspray and the neon stuff. The 90s has become what? Like the flannels and the, you know, the grungy type stuff. You never know. It's so weird how you never know. Like, can anybody tell me what the decade now is going to be? What What is going to be when people want to mimic and spoof our decade right now? What will they be wearing? We don't know right now. I don't know. Maybe you could tell me. But I, I can't. When I was in the 90s, I didn't know what it was going to be. But it seems like it becomes crystal clear after five years, right? This is interesting to me. Anyway, um, this cruise is set to go to Key West and Cozumel. I'm not sure if it's going to be able to still go to Key West. I guess there'll be a uh, update on that, or maybe there might be some changes to the itinerary. This cruise that I was supposed to go on on the Victory with Chris... That was supposed to be a Key West and Cozumel cruise, but uh, that, you know, the Key West day is now a sea day. Uh, so like I said, 90s themed cruise with a ship that's actually from the 90s, you know what I mean? A fantasy class ship, so has to be fitting. The main attractions on this ship will be music all day and night. Uh, you can actually have ice cream served to you via vanilla ice. I don't know if he's professional at that, but, you know, the shoe fits. Uh, some photo ops. Uh, you can get karaoke with Spinderella. Uh, you know Spinderella from Salt and Pepper. Spinderella, one of the greatest female DJ names in names in history, um, and they're also gonna do '90s style fitness to see. So maybe like you can kind of dress up in your leggings. Oh, that's '80s, right? Who the hell knows? '90s style fitness to see though. I don't know if that's a huge selling point. I'm sure it'll be popular, but uh, you know the fact that you can come and get sweated up and work out at sea is uh is something that they're pushing too. Uh what I'm going to do right now is play you the sizzle trailer. There's a video along with it, but you guys obviously will just get the audio on this. to the last great decade of the 20th century with a hip-hop and R&B party at sea. The, the Ship Hop Cruise. You can set sail with the artists that define the 90s. January 11th through the 15th, 2018. From Miami to Key West and Cozumel, you'll relive your favorite party mixtape hits live and in person over four days on the sun-drenched deck of a luxurious ship that will make you exclaim, oh my gosh, Becky, look at that boat. 
If that's not enough, you'll also have the opportunity to mingle on board with the artists during a number of interactive events and activities, photo meet and greets, theme nights, and more. The Ship Hop Cruise, starring I Love the 90s with Vanilla Ice, Salt and Peppa, Naughty by Nature, Black Street, Biz Marquee, All for One, Color Me Back, Kid and Play, Cisco, Tomlo, Julio, Rob Bass, Young MC, CNC Music Factory, DJ Cool, and more. January 11th through the 15th to Key West and Cozumel. www.shiphop.com. Yeah, boy! I wanna shoot. Where to your mother? So there you have it. Uh, the 90s ship hop cruise, the 90s themed cruise R&B and, uh, you know, just more, but mostly popular stuff, mostly poppy R&B and, and hip hop and stuff like that. It's nothing too like hardcore. I don't think they get in public enemy or, uh, you know, people like that, NWA or anything like that for this cruise, but it should be a good time. It definitely, definitely is something that I would love to go on. Can you imagine four days of that, probably running from area to area, one place you got Heavy D, one place you got Vanilla Ice, one place you got Salt and Pepper. Uh, you know, but I also am, you know, kind of a 90s guy as well. All right, what I wanted to talk about for the main topic of the show, and it's kind of like a half-assed main topic, it's kind of like a half-assed show to be honest with you, but, you know, I just wanted to kind of reconnect with you guys. Uh, I do have to kind of get back at it. Next week we'll have a little bit more of a normal show. We'll do the little bit more news stories. We'll be back again with the emails and everything like that, but just being so excited to get on this cruise and to get there. I wanted to talk about some of the things that I'm actually really, really excited about for the Norwegian Escape. I've never been on a breakaway class ship, or this is actually a breakaway plus class ship. They were very, very inventive with the name. And it was, uh, I guess it's not Norwegian's newest ship anymore. Uh, you know, the the Bliss came out, and uh, there's other ones coming out. I'm gonna, I actually have to look. I, I don't. I think the Bliss is out, but there's another one on the way as well. But the Escape is still clearly a mega ship, and it is clearly one of the coolest, coolest ships at sea. It's probably in the, you know, top five or six best ships, or you know, biggest and you know most innovative ships that are out there. Uh, so uh, some of the things that I'm very, very excited about. A as always, the back of the ship. The aft part of the ship is one of the, my favorite places on the ship. I especially love it when they have a pool. Doesn't look like they have a pool. Now, in some pictures, I looked it up. It was weird because some of the pictures showed. I typed in Norwegian Escape, back of the ship, I, uh, Spice H2O. And some of them show a pool. But that might just be a different ship or whatever it is. I don't think I really think there's not a pool back there. There's a couple of hot tubs. It's pretty much an adult-only area. Uh, but at, at, during the day, it's kind of like a lounge and this and that. You go in the, the hot tubs. You're, and at night, it is their, pretty much their outdoor nightclub. I don't know what this means, but they say it's Ibiza-inspired. So I guess they, they did some research on Ibiza and put the back of their ship uh, in the form of Ibiza. But whatever whatever it is, it's, it looks like it's going to be a good time. There's a bar back there. There's hot tubs back there. The only thing I don't like, I don't know why they put it there, is a giant screen. Uh, and that, it, to me, just the aft part of the ship is just the area where you can get the best view, uh, kind of like the, the most degrees of view of the horizon. 
And it's just something I like to, you know, enjoy, especially during when the sun's going down before dinner, as you guys heard me say over and over again at Nauseam. Uh, the other thing about the back part of the ship and Club Spice H2O, whatever it's called, is the grotto. They have an actual grotto there. I don't know if that's gimmicky. I don't know if it's cooler in theory than it is in practice, but it definitely looks cool in the pictures. And we certainly will find out. But, man, that back portion of the ship is probably going to get the lion's share of the time that I spend there. Also, the uh, the waterfront, they have uh, what I said should be on all cruise ships as well, is a district called the waterfront. It's where a bunch of bars, restaurants, and stuff. They have an indoor portion, but then they also have an outdoor portion as well. So you could be kind of like dining out fresco, and you could almost like a boardwalk where you're sitting out there, and you're chilling, and you're having some drinks, having something to eat, but you're doing it along a promenade, an upper-level promenade, to where you're kind of just enjoying it as if you were outside. And I don't know, pick your spot with that. Pick whatever location you want to be at. But anything uh, waterfront related is definitely something that I'm going to be into. Uh, what else am I looking forward to? The entertainment on this particular ship looks really, really cool. And yeah, Royal Caribbean and Disney kind of typically have the nod for entertainment. But this ship looks like it's got some cool stuff. Starting with what's called After Midnight, which is uh, a version of like the throwback to Harlem's Cotton Club. Uh, when a lot of jazz was going around in Harlem and some of the, you know, the founding fathers of jazz and some of the biggest names in the industry. It was almost like you know, a who's who of musicians, uh, and they kind of do like a little bit of um, what I'm assuming assuming is a little bit of a medley, and uh, that 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 sounds really really cool. Uh, I definitely want to check it out. It's also, uh, it, it, I think it hit it's a smash hit musical. I think it hit Broadway. Uh, you know, it features people like Duke Ellington. Um, you know, I'm definitely into it. I'm definitely pumped to see that. The thing is, is that they only open up so many reservations online. So uh, those are all, all the shows are sold out from what they offer online. So I'm thinking, oh, shoot, we're uh, we're screwed. But that's not the case. They just kind of offer, I think they said 25% of the tickets they pre, uh, I guess, authorized for you to be able to take advantage of. But the rest of them are first come, first serve on the ship. Or maybe not even first come, first serve. You can make your reservations, but you got to do it as soon as you get on the ship. There's another show that I'm could really really take or leave, but it's called uh, Escape the Big Top. Um, a carnival takes an unfortunate turn when a circus act goes awry. A magician puts a curse on everyone, and it's up to you to solve the clues and break the spell. Do you have what it takes to be the first to lift to the curse? Uh, yeah, and I'm not really interested in that. It's a complimentary show, but who cares? All right, moving on. For the record, this is probably the one I want to see mostly. It's you relive you, you relive the glorious 1980s at For the Record. The Brat Pack, where classic soundtracks bring the movies to life in a theatrical rock and roll concert experience. Escape into the 80s teenage dream as you donk a Shane like Ferris. Try a little tenderness with Ducky and heat up your night like a St. Elmo's flyer. This unique movie uh, music mashup. Features songs from 16 Candles, The Breakfast Club, Weird Science, and much, much more. Part rock concert, part drama club, part prom, and totally awesome. Another complimentary show. This was actually what was in the Supper Club. They have the Supper Club where it's dinner and dining. uh, (laughs) It's dinner and dining, right? You have both of those. No, uh, it's dinner and, I guess, uh, performance uh, 
you know, they used to have this there, but it was so popular that people just couldn't fit in the uh, the venue that was, you know, for the supper club, and they moved it and made it part of a uh, main stage show. What's also on the uh, ship is a Howl at the Moon. You guys know if you have one in your area, it's kind of like a dueling piano situation. The stand-up comedy, I absolutely, Levity Entertainment Group, and uh, that's a comedy club chain that's all throughout the country. Uh, there's Levity Lives, Levity all over the place. I definitely uh, am going to be curious and uh, highly anticipating the stand-up comedy. Again, I give Carnival the nod on that because they seem to kind of get you know, pretty raw with the stand-up comedy, but we'll see how Norwegian does now that they are affiliated with a major stand-up comedy club that's land-based. Uh, like I said, the Supper Club before, now it's almost like uh, you're just enjoying ambiance in the Supper Club, and it's kind of a little bit of a, a variety of musical entertainment. They took the Brat Pack show out of that, so we'll see what that is. And uh, there's also, this is weird, uh, The Wine Lovers, the musical. Uh, do you love wine? Do you love comedy? Then we have the show for you. Hailed as a great evening out by the New York Post, Wine Lovers, the world's first, the wine taste, wine lover. hold on. Wine Lovers, the world's first wine-tasting musical, brings laughs and libation aboard. Join us for Wine Lovers in the Supper Club, where you taste six sensational wines and enjoy a lovely lunch, all while watching a hilarious musical comedy about the joys of wine and love. I don't know about that one. Um, I'll ask around, see what people say. I'm not a big wine guy, but uh, we'll see. What else am I looking forward to on this ship? I'm looking forward to uh, Moderno. The Brazilian Brazilian churrascaria. I absolutely want to hammer out some uh, Brazilian steak and Brazilian meats. You guys know how that works. The whole red light, green light thing. They're just men and women who walk around with just meat and knives. And they will cut that meat onto your plate for as long as you tell them to. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm probably going to skip Cagney's because I wasn't that impressed with the Cagney Steakhouse on board. Who knows? I may end up there, but... I'm going to probably choose one steak night, one real deal, heavy-hitting eating night, and that'll probably be Moderno, and I'll probably end up skipping Cagney's because, anyway, look where I am in New York. I could throw a freaking empty keg and hit a steakhouse that is twice as good as Moderno. I'm sorry, uh, Cagney's anyway. All right, so what else am I looking forward to on the Norwegian Escape? The Skyline Bar. Definitely looking forward to the Skyline Bar. It's uh, a venue that's almost like, it's sort of like Dummies as as a nightclub, I think, a little bit. It's close to the casino, and it says it has a little bit of a vibe, a little bit of an atmosphere in there. It's very, very popular. Uh, You know how Norwegian does. All their nightclubs and their venues are very, very accessible. They're not so much like Carnival, which I like about Carnival, is that they do almost like self-contained brick-and-mortar venues on their ship norwegian tends to be more of like okay one thing flows into the other and you don't really know necessarily when you're out of one venue and into another you kind of do but there's no real walk-in doors and stuff like that so that's just how they do it but the uh skyline bar seems to be pretty cool it's a kind of an upscale kind of hangout late night spot where they have um all sorts of pictures and videos of just some of the nicest skylines in the world and i'm i don't know like a nerd i'm always i've always been into cool skylines so that'll be a place like especially since it's near the casino i'm gonna probably be into it (laughs) 
Uh, next up on the list is the casino. You guys know me. I'll probably be. Uh, it's going to be interesting. You know, I'm living in New York City now. The expendable cash and the budgets have changed. So ideally, we'll just go right on a roll and it won't have to even come into play. But the set amount of money I'll be happy to lose, uh, I haven't even really thought about this too much. But I may have to lower that budget a little bit. You know what I mean? I don't know. This rent is staring me in the face. It's just such a New York, man. You, if you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. It's a silly saying, but in a lot of ways, it's true. You're gonna, uh, you're gonna, you're gonna have all the energy in the world, all the opportunity in the world, but you are most certainly gonna pay for it. And uh, I may have to, I don't know, where I was a little bit more liberal with how much I kind of went in the hole on some other cruises, living in Florida with the low expenses, New York City. I may have to look into, you know how much I'm willing to part with and still have a smile on my face. But uh, we'll let you know how that goes. But yes, as usual, it will be blackjack, and we will be aggressive. It will be two hands. We'll be playing by the book with one hand. We'll be playing with the gut from the other hand. And I'm going to make a couple of changes to my game that I noted from a couple of mistakes I made in some of my last runs, uh, most notably Tampa Hard Rock. Uh, I'm going to change up a few things in the way I play the blackjack. Uh, I'm going to be a little less of a cowboy. Or when I am a cowboy, I'm going to make sure I don't necessarily let it ride and put a bunch of money on it. You know what I'm saying? You can be risky and you could take risks. But when you have a heavy bet and you have a lot of chips on the table, you probably should pull back. And that's kind of what I did. I just felt like a couple times in Tampa, I was up like 800 bucks, and I walked out of there down 900 So. I know what I did. The dealer was even kind of looking at me like, dude, what are you he's not even kind of looking at me? He said it to me. He's like, what are you doing? Come on. You know, you're throwing money away. <laughs> and I kind of was. I was just going for it. Sometimes you do. Sometimes you get that impulse. You double down. You double down again. You split. And then you're like, put it all down. Hit me again. The guy's like, you're not supposed to hit. Or, or you're not supposed to stay here. Well, I want to stay because you're going to bust. And then he doesn't bust. And then, boom, you're down 900. But, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see where that goes. Uh, what else? Oh, by the way, I'm really also looking forward to Oshi Hands. Definitely looking at check out. This seems like an Oshi Hands. I've been on the gem. I've been on the pearl. This is an Oshi Hands on steroids. It's got all the, like they took, you know, Oshi Hands was always the basic bar, pub kind of venue. They took that and went extra modern with it. Now you go into Oshi Hands. There's a bunch of kind of interactive uh, video games. There's uh, It's more of like a bar atmosphere. There's things to do. There's a bowling. They put the bowling alley near Oshi Hands. Thank God. I don't think there's a creepy bliss. You guys know, man, bliss, the nightclub bliss on some of those ships. I can't stand. I wonder what they're going to do uh, for Spinnaker. Spinnaker was a great venue. I'm wondering what venue kind of mimics Spinnaker now. <clears throat> there is a uh, Manhattan Club on this. There's two main dining rooms, and then there's something called the Manhattan Club. And I'm wondering what that's going to be like. It's sort of like almost like a dance and live entertainment, music and dinner, but it's also a complimentary restaurant, so it kind of can fall under the category of a third main dining room. But it's a little bit more. There's a little bit more to do, and a little bit more action. So. We'll see. I wonder, man. I don't know. I don't know. I, I always like meeting the people at dinner and kind of hanging out. And you never see the people at dinner during the day, but you always kind of recoup at dinner and you ask them how their day was and you kind of feel a little bond with them. But I don't know. I just don't think you really get that with Norwegian as much, especially the newer Norwegian ships, because there are just too many venues to experience. I absolutely 
plan on hitting up teppanyaki. I'm not going to do the sushi. You know, teppanyaki is the, uh, the the hibachi. It's very, very entertaining, and the food is very filling, and it's good. I'm not going to do sushi. Sushi and steak, they're both. I mean, it's like you're in New York City. Do I really have to sit on the ship and pay a cover charge for sushi and steak when I have the best, uh, you know, steak more so than sushi on the East Coast, but there's a lot of good sushi restaurants in New York City that we like to go to. Um, also, a little combo here, Margaritaville at Sea and 5 o'clock somewhere. I guess there's two of those. I don't know what's the difference. I don't know why Jimmy Buffett has two places on the Norwegian Escape, but I think I'm, I'm almost positive. Uh, I know Margaritaville is. I'm almost positive uh Five o'clock somewhere bar is as well. I think maybe five o'clock somewhere maybe have li- may have live music. Um, I heard there's a cool craft cocktail and craft beer bar on the ship. That's not really my thing, but I'll check it out definitely. Listen, if this pockets dead, we're gonna let's let's not kid ourselves. We're gonna be where the pockets are, so that's gonna be it. But you know, we'll be running around the ship. We'll be communicating heavily with people. We'll be setting up bar cl- crawls, and we will definitely, most definitely, be uh, you know. What would you call them? Socialites in and around the ship. Uh, what else are we looking forward to on the Norwegian Escape? Oh, yeah. Definitely the gym and the thermal spa package. This thermal spa room. Now, it's an arm and a leg. It's like freaking 180 bucks or something like that. But it looks so worth it. You got the... Uh, you know the gym itself, which we will take full advantage of, and then it has the thermal room, and then it has the philosophy pool, and it has that ice room where you can go in. and I don't know how I've never done that before, but supposedly it really tightens everything up and is really good for your, uh, you know, I don't know the overall workings of your uh, homeostasis. But um, I'm definitely going to check it out. At least try it. It's like I don't know what is it, 14 degrees? You're sitting there and freeze your ass off, and it's supposed to feel good. I don't know. We'll see. We'll find out. But uh, I'm looking forward to it. Like I said. When you're on a cruise ship, man, again, I'm not a fitness nut. I'm not, you know, one of those junkies that can't go a day without the gym. But when you are at sea, an early morning workout, especially after a night of drinking, you force yourself to get up, go to the gym, finish off in the thermal spa, sweat it out, steam it out, and then walk over to, you know, the um, the, 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 the Lido Buffet, get yourself maybe a light breakfast, maybe some fruit, walk down to the cafe, get yourself uh, a, a double espresso or a cappuccino or an iced coffee or something like that, you are ready to take on the day. And it just does so much for your mood. It does so much physically for you. Your blood's going and you just feel like you can take on the day a little bit more. You know, I don't know where I'm going to end up with the weight leading into this cruise i'm hoping i hit the goal of 229 that is the goal and i think i like i said i think i do have a shot at it but you know i also hate just getting on the ship and just undoing all that you know what i'm saying so usually what i try to do is keep the wheels on and do the right thing gym eat reasonably and all that stuff for the first three days four days and then yes i do give myself the last half of the cruise to just absolutely slob out now it's the problem. This is a mega ship. This is Norwegian. Knowing it's freestyle, knowing that there's so many dining options, am I going to be able to keep the wheels on those first three days? It's going to be tough, but I'm going to try to do it. Um, 
And that's pretty much it as far as some of the main things that I'm really, really looking forward to on this ship. I'm sure there's a couple of other things. If you guys have any tips for me on the Norwegian Escape, please don't hesitate to share them. We're about an hour in now. We are back next week. Like I said, we'll do the normal stuff. We'll do the full-on cruise news. We'll do the segments. We'll have a main topic. And we will do your emails. Please, as always, Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Also, find me on Instagram, Always Be Booked, and the Facebook group. Please request to join my Facebook group, which is the Always Be Booked Cruisers Lounge. It's starting to pick up. Big shout out to all the uh, cruise loungers out there. And again, thank you guys so much for the concern. Everything is good. We're back. Always Be Booked is back. It's a cruise week in the USA, and we are really, really looking forward to it. We'll talk to you next time, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Where the boat leaves from, it takes away all of your big problems. You could worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from. Take one part sand, one part sea, and one part shade of a nine on tree. And the drinks are cold, and the reggae is hot. And I know this is the place for me. Get away to where the boat leaves from, it takes away. I love your big problems. You could worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves. Jimmy. Good island somewhere Well, I'll ride the boats And don't grab your coat You won't need it where we are going Get away To where the boat leaves from It takes away